it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Tony, I'm here with Dave and Dave, Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling, I'm Tony Pervenanzi. We are coming to you today from Invictus Brewing Company up here in lovely Blaine. Um, also located in here is the Tipsy Steer, a little restaurant in the same location. Um, they have graciously allowed us to come back again. I guess the first time, guys, we weren't that bad, right? Right. Yeah. And it was one of the first ones we did. So. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, quite quite the different atmosphere. We were sitting out on the patio for that way back yeah. in, what was that, June or July? July 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. On the patio. Uh, it was nice to uh, sit out there and have some great beers. And we're back again. Um, you guys, we each selected a beer, and they have a lot of beers now. I think last time we were here, they didn't have as many, but they've upped their... Their uh, their beer selection substantially. I was gonna bring yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. I want to say that you know maybe I want to say maybe six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went with the hazy crazy IPA Z, which is a hazy IPA, which I'm kind of into right now. I've gotten a lot of them, and uh, this one is uh, again a fantastic beer. Uh, Stevens, what did you pick up? I went with Out of the Night. So that is a uh, rye stout. And I, I'm pretty sure this is the first rye stout that I've ever had. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, 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 I've had a, a few sips now already, and I'm really liking it. Now, oh, yeah. I kinda, I'm kind of i just looking at their menu here, and I didn't go with the beet infusion. Now, beet infusion? I'm not exactly sure what that means. I guess you probably would take it quite literally. But, I, uh, I would. I, I assume, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's described exactly the same way, except that it just says slash beet infusion. But I didn't go with that. Um, they describe this one as a uh, kind of a sipping stout, and that, that's pretty accurate, but it's uh, incredibly smooth, and uh, it, they describe it as having uh, hints of graham cracker, which uh, which I would agree with. So, yeah, very, Ooh. very uh, pleasant. And Sterling went with uh, something that's they just have a limited amount left. Yeah, it's the last keg. Last keg of it. Uh, the Tyrannosaurus Press, which uh, they did in collaboration with uh, T-Rex Cookies. Ooh. And bootstrap coffee, okay, and, and it, really good. I, I mean, really, I wonder, really good. I'm wondering if the TX cookies aren't the cookies that um, Tipsy Steer uses on their malts or their shakes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got a feeling that might be it. That could be. And I, and I should mention, you know, I think these beers taste even better because our friends here at Invictus uh, gave us the first round free. Yeah, so which, a free beer is always pretty good. So shout out to Invictus. shout out to Invictus for giving us free beer. Which any yes. any brewery we go to should be giving us at least a one free beer. Hint, hint. Right. Hint, yeah. hint. And I think... And most of them have. Half of them, maybe? Uh, more I, than that. Or yeah. better. At least lately, I think it's all of them. But I, if you go yeah. back the entire time we've been doing this pod in Brewers... Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're slowly getting ourselves recognized... Yeah. ...for the work that we do. We do work for the breweries. 
Well, they let us Which, come in and we yeah. do work for them. Yeah. I mean, marketing. This we'll place is, them. you know, it's it's 1130 and, and this place is uh, fairly full. And I, you yeah. know, I have to yeah. assume it's uh, to listen to the podcast or at least watch us do the podcast. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's how not you, the food or anything, no. Dave. Right. Come on. Yeah. It's, not the excellent, it's not the excellent beer, the really great uh, building that they have here, the, and, the food or anything. Yeah, and, awesome. and we touched on it last time, and that's the one thing I'd like to bring up is um, I, the, the building is great. We were sit, sitting outside, of course, uh, last time, but you know, here the, the, the wide open space is great, and the fact that they share the building with Tipsy, tipsy Steer, I should say, I little, came off the tongue a little wrong, but uh, it's just wonderful. So you can go grab some food. Yep. You can grab a beer. It's got everything you need. Yeah, they, they even bring the food to you. They do, which is nice. I, most breweries you go to, they have a food truck, right. which, of course, is outside. Right. And this of place, course, you know. Minnesota yeah. isn't always outside friendly. No. no. Oh, yeah, and it, Not a, lately. You know, for a new brewery, it's kind of a lot of overhead to, you know, to have, to have a, a chef or a cook or a kitchen, you know, right. to support that as a new brewery. But here, it's kind of a cooperative where yeah, it's right, two, exactly. two businesses yep. sharing the space, mm-hmm. so it works out great. Works out great. Yeah. Um, so, a little... i got to get into this a little bit, guys, before we get started on any United talk, because I, it's, it's a story I want to talk about. We had... Uh, well, we had a little anarchy at my house the other night, on Thursday, because uh, the internet was uh, down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So as you as you guys know, when the internet's down, well, what can you do? Well, the kids are freaking out because they can't watch their games and they can't do this, and they think that daddy can fix the internet. Right. And I said, no, Charter Communications is down across. I guess a snowplow hit a couple boxes oh, in Wisconsin, and it hit Wisconsin and Minnesota. Wow. Charter Communications was out. I thought at first it was my was my modem. But then I'm like, I should contact my father-in-law because he has Charter both online and the TV. So I sent him a text, and he goes, yeah, it's out. This fucking sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just for future reference, you can fix issues like that just by powering off the router and powering it back on. I, I, yeah, I did that, but then it was blinking the receive, so I knew it was outside of the... Right, yeah. Yeah, turn it off, turn it back on, Dave. I understand. So I knew that it was down. So, of course, myself with the cell phone is fine, but my youngest has a little iPad uh, or iPod touch. Oh, it's yeah. only Wi-Fi. Right. So she's crying because she can't FaceTime her friend. She can't do this. She can't play Roblox. All this other crap. At the same time this is going on, my mother-in-law calls, freaking out because she thinks that she planned her trip, her flight to go down to Tampa to go to Cuba. She thinks she planned it Friday instead of Saturday. So they're trying to figure out who's going to drive them on Friday. And at the same time, my sister-in-law, who's supposed to come up from Illinois to stay with my father-in-law for the week, okay. and her company is allowing her to work from home which oh, was, nice. I, was great or work from up here she calls and says she hit a deer with her car and her car is now undrivable oh good god so all this stuff is happening I'm home my dog Draco is looking at me like dude we're the only two guys in this house and all the ladies are getting crazy and let's just get out of here right so I went and grabbed a beer out of the beer fridge and I said goodbye to everybody and I went downstairs in my basement thinking I'm going to play some PlayStation sure well I have no internet oh right so you just so because I was so freaking out at that point I just want to get it. I hooked up my PS4 to my phone and did the hotspot thing even though it was slower than heck I could at least play some games I was actually going to bring that up not not for your benefit but for your daughter's benefit maybe you could use your phone as a personal hotspot I don't want want to talk no 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 no, no, you're telling me you're able to play PlayStation games online using your phone as a hotspot well you can't play like against multiplayer but you have to most of these systems now you have to be 
hooked up to this to online for downloads and things to make the games work. So I could play most of the games that weren't requiring now, huge downloads. But I'm still in the PlayStation 3 world, and actually it's I in know. my closet. I, I don't know. pull yeah. it out. I'm not yeah. a gamer, yeah. as you know, but yeah. is it possible on a PlayStation 4 to play a game offline completely? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, you can. Just the the updates will say you can't be online for this game if you don't update it. Right. So, yeah. And, of course, there's all the benefits that come with being online. There's... The new downloads, new content, you know, of course, Netflix, you have all the different stuff you can watch oh, yeah. on there. PlayStation View, which I have, which is TV, you know. But now on that topic, yeah, you know, PlayStation is doing away with um, the View and PS3 games for PS4 players online. You can't stream them anymore. Yeah, no, you As can't. of April, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's which, I mean, I used to do that. I don't have nearly as much time as I'd like, but... well. Just a final note on the whole gaming situation. So there's rumors that the PS5, when it comes out, which they're working on right now, yeah. is going to be backwards compatible through uh, like every so PS1, 2, 3, 4. You can play all those games on the PS5. Okay. And so sure. when you buy a PS4 game in the store, are you still getting a a, a Blu-ray disc? Yeah. yeah okay. You're, it's not... On, you, you don't download but it. It's it not is, internal storage. I, I, I'm telling you this. I, and... Um, I used to be a highly, you know, I'd buy the game in the store. That was my deal. I had to have the hard copy of the game, right? Now I've come to see that there's better sales to download it. Sure. My deal was I bought it in the store so I could trade it back into GameStop. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, the bigger games, I do that because I get better value. But for, like, games like that have been a year or two old, downloading them for 15 or 20 bucks, I mean, why not? Right. You know? So I, it's, it's getting to the point now where there's, it's more downloads than... You know, people buying games. Right. You know what I think PlayStation needs to do, and Xbox needs to do whatever, um, is they need to set it up so you don't need memory on your on your console, that's, and it's set up in the cloud. That's an interesting. I, I think that would be fantastic. I now again, that your internet goes down, you're in trouble. Yeah, but still. But the nice thing about most of these game systems now, especially my PS4, is that yeah, I, I wanted to upgrade the the uh, memory on it the hard drive yeah it used to be you could only do it you could take out the old one and put a new right. one which was easy but now you can do it through a USB like a like a hard drive right, external yeah. yeah which is what I did I got a 2 terabyte external hard drive hooks up to a USB and guess what it works just fine right yeah. so but at the topic of video games I do want to mention that uh, we are on the BGN network bgn.fm we're also on iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Spreaker, sorry, Spotify, uh, what SoundCloud, else? SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher, uh, the Minnesota Podcast Network, yes, PodcastMN.com. Uh, Check out photos of a, of our lo- Instagram, on-site locations, Insta, in, Insta Facebook, Facebook. We're on Twitter. Yep. Uh, you can pretty much find us anyway. Just search for Lunacy Podcast on Google. Yeah. And you'll find us. Yep. So. Um, so let's get into some United talk, boys. They signed the goalie. I think we talked about him last we, podcast. We didn't. We talked about rumor. I we, we talked. We about forecasted rumor. it really because basically yeah. we all agreed that it, you know they you know it's been a busy offseason. They had made four moves prior to the goalkeeper mm-hmm. position, but we all agreed that goalkeeper was still an area of need. That's we right. did not bring up we talked any about specific Vitala. names. Exactly. The oh, goalkeepers yeah. they yeah. had on trial out in Arizona. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we did not talk about any new signings. So, so I'm going to say his name because he's Italian. Yes. Right. And I'm part Italian. And, uh, and uh, when I found out, I, t- I messaged yeah. you immediately. Yes, because yes. 
It's very it's exciting. exciting. It's very exciting. So with your pronunciation, Tony, you got this? I think so. It's, it's, it's Vito Manone, I believe. I think that's correct. Yeah, Manone. I, like, um, I, I, I kind of go with David's uh, French pronunciations, and I'll go with your Italian pronunciations, sure, Tony. Sure, that yes. works for me. It's Manone. Hey, hey. I, yeah. I kind of wanted just to say Manone. But okay. <laughs> well, it's like my last name, Pervenanzi. A lot of people say Pervenanzi. Because they don't do the E at the end. You know, oh, sure. so. Manone. Okay. Manone. Yeah. Got it. Manone. Uh, so he is from Italy. He's, what, 30? 30, 30 years old. 30 years old? Yeah. 30 yeah, even. Yep. Just turned 30. Yeah. My, my only issue with him, I, he's True. Italian, but he's from the north side of Italy. My family's from the south side, so there's a little bit of a, you know, rivalry there. <laughs> but he's Italian, so I'll, I'll take it. So yeah, they, so basically, they just to clarify, we they kind of signed him to a, a I believe, a one year loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, from yep. uh, Reading in England. Reading out of their championship yep. division, and it, you know he's played. Uh, he played for Arsenal, which yep. is pretty big, right? I mean, was he it a starter is. for he, Arsenal? He he, he, he started in their youth system. Okay, and he yeah. came on, and I mean, he came on, and he was serving primarily as a backup goalkeeper. And uh, he played, a, you know, a handful of games there. Yeah. Um, let, let, yeah, just basically. So he actually signed with Arsenal when he was 17. And he played 15 games in seven yeah, seasons. His, so not much. 15 his biggest was Sunderland, correct? Yeah. So when he was with Arsenal, yeah. he was loaned out several mm-hmm. times to cl- English clubs like Barnsley and Hull City. Yeah. So And, it, and um, Sunderland, he was with them. A lot of people were upset because he was with them when they got relegated. Okay. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, it's and that it takes more than a goalie but to get that's relegated. Gotta, but that's gonna be tough, though, when you're the goalie and you get relegated. Yeah, people can just blame you. Yeah, and right. then, yeah, and then going back, so he so he started with Arsenal, and then he and then he moved to Sunderland, and he there he was there from 2013 to 2017, yeah. and over the course of that stint, he actually played 67 Premier League games for Sunderland. So he played a little bit more with Sunderland there, yeah. and of course Sunderland got. Relegated at the end of uh, 2017, right. so he was there at the bitter end. And it, you know, I think it's important to put into context that Sunder Sunderland isn't exactly an MLS team, right? Mm-hmm. So if they get relegated from the Premier League, yeah, they're still better than an MLS team. Sure, sure, correct, so correct. They're playing competition that is literally the best in the world. That's right. So, you know, the fact that Sunderland didn't uh, or wasn't successful while he was there doesn't mean a whole lot in the context yeah, no. of coming to Major League Soccer. Yeah, no, so we're, we're not blaming Manone for Sunderland's yeah. problems. I mean, and, fact, and anyone that does is just yeah. dumb. And I just I want to bring this up because I've really been enjoying it. Um, for anybody that has Netflix, uh, there's, a, there's kind of a... A series on there called Sunderland Till I Die, and basically it start it picks up and covers the, the team for a season. It picks up in the beginning of basically 2017, 18. So after they got relegated, so they it picks them up with a new coach, kind of a new team in the championship division. And actually, over the course of that, I don't want to be a spoiler, but clearly that team has issues other than Manoa. Yes. So. <laughs> they're, they're the equivalent of a. Dumpster fire. Yeah, they're the it, equivalent of Orlando. It, yeah, they it are. basically yeah. follows their season in, and they actually they start okay, but then drop to the literally the bottom of the championship. Oh. So that yeah. just tells you, and that, that's wow. another thing. Like we can get into later, but like I always used to think, okay, you're in the Premier League, you get relegated. Oh, that's a big deal. You know, your your revenues maybe drop by 
60 percent, right. 40 to 60 percent, just because of that TV money. But and I always used to think, oh, okay, well, you'll just get back into the Premier League next year. No, it doesn't always work that way. It's a lot harder because you cannot keep the same payroll. No, you can't. You just can't. I mean, right. most owners wouldn't. No, no. Anyways, back to Manone. Uh, no. So his his stats with Sunderland and were they? I mean, was I he, mean for for a Premier League goalkeeper? You know, it was. I would say average. Okay. So, again, in context, it's yeah. the English Premier League. Premier League, yeah, yeah. So, an average goalkeeper in the English Premier League is significantly better than anything you're going to find in Major League Soccer. Okay. In my opinion, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't say that I know a lot about him. I remember seeing him play for Sunderland, and the- um, and but I never saw anything that was scary. Yeah. And then without, like, for me, I, I have not watched him play in the past, to be frank. But, you know, but what about the fact that, so he joined Reading, and uh, what happened there? You know, that not that, you know, the championship is still strong soccer, of course, but, you know, he obviously grew unhappy there, and he made it mm-hmm. public. He made that public on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there, there could be situations, and obviously I have no idea, speculating entirely, but, you know, it, it could be a situation where he understands that he's better than a championship sure. side, and, and so he wants to be somewhere else. And there's now, salary, there's salary considerations. Yeah. I mean, there's guys get ticked off about stuff all the time, and you never know yeah. what the problem is. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know, so I think he wanted a challenge. You know, being in being in the championship, maybe he didn't feel that was a challenge. There weren't suitors in the Premier League, so sure. he thought, hey, you know, Minnesota United wants a wants a goalkeeper yeah. and, and then ju- just basically judging from his comments on like Instagram and Twitter it kind of sounds like I mean he has a particular style of play that kind of fit with some managers and didn't fit with others yeah. mm-hmm. and from what I've read since he joined the Minnesota United um, it sounds like you know Heath he's gonna Heath is agreeable with his kind of style he's he's really he's he's good with his feet and playing behind a little bit he'll come up and actually you know sometimes act as another attacker right um really good with his feet i think is the key and it, you know the the big thing is, is as long as he can make a pass that's all i care about and, and that's, that's all i care about from everything you see and read about it that he can yes. do exactly that that's exactly. all i care about I, so. all i care about is he can get the ball out of the box to another to, to an, someone to other than the, the opponent exactly right make a smart play yeah, and so they do, like the fans. They'll dis- they probably describe him as fiery and likable too. So, so yeah, and a I, nice character. Yeah, yeah. To have. Italian goalies are usually pretty fiery guys. I think Italians are fiery, aren't they? I'm not. I'm not a fiery guy. Of course, I got Norwegian and Scandinavian finish in me, yeah. so it kind of dulls me down a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, right. So let's move. Let's go to the next question. Signing this goalie is what happens to Bobby now? Because we were talking before the podcast that. We feel, and, and certainly you brought up some some good some good things here. He uh, Bobby was not at the unveiling. Yeah. Unveiling. Uh, so we'll slow down. It, the unveiling took place in the middle of a snowstorm. I mean, but, but I didn't make it the, to the, the unveiling of, myself. Essentially, yeah. the rest of the team was there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, aside from you know maybe a handful of people. You don't think United said, uh, we'll get you guys on a bus or a limo or whatever and get you guys there, just show up wherever? I, I, I just think it's funny. I knew we were going to talk about this, but when we talked pre-pod, I mean, you guys caught me off guard because I kind of still assume that Bobby would be our, our uh, goalkeeper yeah, on March 2nd. But my feeling now, thinking about it, is 
uh, Winonen is on a, a one-year loan. So he comes in. Bobby gets the boot. You got St. Clair backing him up. Yep. And he's here. To clarify, for, when you say Bobby gets the boot. I mean, I think he gets traded. When? Or well, either cut. Transactions can occur until May. Yeah. Right, so. right. So, I mean, do you realistically think that he could be traded or dropped before May? That's yeah, what I'm asking. I think See, that that's their plan. Okay. I, uh, that caught me a bit off guard. So, for me, I think it's realistic to suggest that. But... But I don't know if that would necessarily be the case. I mentioned this as well, Mm -hmm. that I think maybe they'll try to get Sinclair out on loan for the first half of the season or maybe up to U.S. Open Cup games. Mm -hmm. That way they're going to have a pretty good idea of how Minone plays, whether he's going to work out. Because remember, we brought in Elfbaj in 2017 on a loan. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he failed. Well, to be fair, he got injured. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby took over. So, okay. but so there's always that chance that it's not that Monene won't work out. But the, the reality is, I think it, what will happen is Saint Clair will probably still go out on loan, and they'll kind of test the waters. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Bobby will be here at the end of the season. Okay, well that's that, yeah, that's interesting. And the only reason I don't disagree with that take, I was just it kind of caught me off guard because you know, like last year. Um, they had Lampson and Shuttleworth on the yep. roster. So mm-hmm. you're talking about two MLS veteran goalkeepers the entire year. So, yep. I mean, that's it's yep. not unrealistic to think you can have two veteran goalkeepers, but you make a good point. And, it, you know, I think, you know, no, no offense to Alex Cap, who was our third goalkeeper, I think Sinclair's better. Sure. I think Sinclair is, I mean, has the potential to be a phenomenal goalkeeper. I mean, like, Zach Steffen, like, Tim Howard level. So, you know, I think we had two veterans last year because Cap wasn't really a guy they wanted. They just needed a roster spot filled. It's good to have three keepers. In this case, again, we're in the same situation. Obviously, Minone is should be as good as any other yeah. veteran MLS keeper. Um, if not significantly better. So again, we've got two veterans on the roster. I, I'm with Tony. I don't think Bobby will be around. I'm not well, sure I, if I agree that he'll be gone before the season. But but yeah. I think my my feeling is this: they're shopping Bobby right now. I would not be shocked. They're if shopping. They're if they can find a deal for him, that's what they're going to do. And St. Clair is going to be your backup, and he's going to play every fourth game and play in some cup games and get some time here to train. If they can find. St. Clair a loan-out situation or someplace to go before Bobby gets traded, then I think St. Clair gets that. But they have to find a spot for him where he's going to get time. Oh, yeah, he's got to start. He's got to start somewhere. So finding that is going to be difficult. And I I think I have this in my notes, but I think I brought this up in past episodes. He's not going to start at Madison because Madison has Sylvester, fantastic goalkeeper in for that level, mm-hmm. there's no reason they would start St. Clair. So there's a lot of moving parts right now. Yeah. But the fact is, I, I think either Bobby's gone at the beginning of the season or mid-season, one of the two. I don't think you're keeping Bobby around the whole season. I I, I don't think he would. Because you can't stick St. Clair in that third goalkeeper spot yeah. and have him sit there all year. You just right. can't. Yep. I mean, they did use a high, you know, high draft pick mm-hmm. on, on St. Clair. So, yeah, totally agree. And, I mean... 
optimistic though? Are we we're optimi- we're optimistic just by the fact that their fifth signing here now this is number five of mm-hmm. big signings um, to improve the goalkeeper situation yep. overall as a unit. I think that's great. I mean, so because we're looking at the last two years, seventy and seventy one goals allowed. So I mean, yep. over under uh, for goals allowed this season, do you think it's going to drop off that seventy number? I well, I have a prediction that it will drop off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it has to drop off. Yeah, and to be I mean, the reality is we we went into the offseason knowing we had to update our defense. Yep. Upgrade our defense. Uh, and we did it. I mean, Gregus was the first signing, then Ozzy, then uh, then it would have been Metanier, and then it was Opara. Mm-hmm. Every single piece that we absolutely had to have. Mm-hmm has been done. And on top of that, they re-signed Miller, so it, it creates depth chart. Depth chart, yep. You've got Manley, who I've got notes on this as well for a few minutes from now. I mean, they did what they had to do. They yes, had they to update their defense. They did it. You have to think we're going to allow less than 70 goals. I would hope so. You have to. Well, <laughs> on that note, let's get into some predictions because we're already predicting less goals this year right so uh sterling you put out the uh the uh message that we needed to predict who was going to win each division how we thought the uh, united were going to end up during the playoffs where they're going to end up in our division roster yeah roster top score for the unit for united top assist leader for united which um, interestingly enough yesterday you know we were texting about what we were going to talk about well, and it, I was sitting at my desk at work, and I popped up the calendar, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the last episode before the beginning of the season. It is. What happened to the offseason? Right. Remember, no, remember I, I still remember a clear as day up in Maple Grove at Omni. Yeah. We were, I, we, I don't think we talked about it on the pod, but we were thinking, you know, what are we going to do for this offseason? Right. I mean, wow, well, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? It, you know, here we are. Well, two yeah. weeks away. Now, it's unbelievable. go back a little bit for a couple weeks month, or one or two months there there was nothing i mean united right. did absolutely nothing i mean no the month of november was i have no idea of how we recorded episodes but then november. all of a sudden they started signing guys and it was yeah. like bam 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 well so, you know what yeah. it was and it's funny it, the tide really turned i think back in november and maybe even into december it was kind of doom and gloom and we were basically looking back at the 2017 yeah, and yeah. all we could do was forecast poor results for this season because we mm-hmm. didn't know any better. They hadn't done right. anything. We didn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. Um, all we could talk about was you know upcoming dates, and we talked about, oh, the expansion draft, and we were trying to be optimistic about yeah. what they could do. It's just you can't forecast these moves that they make right. ahead of time. No. It's impossible. Yep. So, so with that, roster. roster. I don't know. Did, did you guys pick your starting roster for March 2nd? I, no, I did. I did. I okay. did. I, you know, I, I, I looked. I can't. I, I, I don't think. I don't I think. I really don't think that we're going to have too many differences. And I don't think you know the the big MNUFC supporters listening to this podcast are going to disagree. I mean, do you, Dave? Do you want to just start with yours? And sure. If, if there's anything different. So I, I've got uh, Manone and a goalkeeper. Okay. And then uh, going left to right, cross back line. I've got Calvo. I've got um, Opara. This was tough, okay, because Kelman, Boxel, here's the deal. Everyone wants Kelman. Yep. I really like Kelman. 
So I've got this situation. It's you pick the complement to Opara, that's Boxel. You pick the better player, it's Kelman. Kelman. I'm going to go with Boxel because okay. he's still got his international tag. We don't want an international sitting on the bench. So it's Kelvo, Opara, Boxel, and then Metinier. Uh, and then in the middle, obviously, Ozzy and uh, Jan Gregus. Is, is it Gregus or Gregus? I think they were joking when... I think it's Gregus. Okay. I think there was a little bit of... Now, I'm not... like Because I grew up on the East Coast, but... I, do they call, like, Duck Duck Grey Goose? Is that what they call it so here? So it's Duck Duck Grey Duck here. here. Oh, okay. Duck Duck and Goose everywhere else. And then it's Duck Duck Goose everywhere else. I had the feeling, and I could be totally wrong, and I hope I'm not, but I had a feeling they were making a play, they were making a play on okay. that. Yeah, that so could for, be. So for now, I'm gonna, until I'm corrected, I'm going to say Gregus. Okay. So uh, Ozzy and Gregus uh, in that, that two midfield wheel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, left to right across the attacking midfield. I've got Romario, I've got Darwin, and I've got Miguel, and then I've got Angelo up top. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just as you kind of went through that. That's that's a great explanation, Dave. Um, I I'm com- almost in complete agreement. That's my wow. starting lineup for March second. The only difference that I had, and I think I said it earlier, was I had Bobby Shuttleworth starting game okay. one. Yeah. That, so really, that's the only difference. And I kind of put a little asterisk next to Boxel because that was my choice. And uh, I, I think I went on record today. I'm a big Boxel fan, New Zealand international player. I, I, big, tall. I love the way he plays the position. Yeah. So that was my pick. I did put a little parenthesis there because he, earlier, I know, I think out in Arizona, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury issue. Yes. Now, he did actually make his debut two weeks ago as we record this, so yep. he is playing and he's out there. So assuming he's healthy, yeah. he was my pick. And, uh-huh. you know, and the thing is, I think the big, the big, uh, Question mark is Miguel. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going with Miguel. That's because Molino was unhealthy. He has been participating. Yesterday he participated in practice, so he's healthy-ish. Sure. Okay. And I don't think Finley would ever get selected over Miguel. So to me, I think that's that's kind of a question mark there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine they're going to open the season without Miguel with how well he played. No. Right. I think they're going to make um, make Molino fight for that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that's 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 awesome. I literally scribbled out my starting lineup on my paper here last night. We're, yeah. we're basically in com- complete agreement. And so you, you brought it up. The, the question marks that I had for the beginning of the season, whether it's game one or game two or game three, my questions were Ethan Fenley, where – how is he going to fit in? Molino, I assume he is dealing with that injury, so we aren't going to see him early on. Right. And then my, the other question marks were, you know, I think Chase Gasper, we mentioned it last pod, he's making some improvements. So I'm not saying he's going to be a game one starter, but I want to see, you know, could he come in early on? So he might play a role there. Also, of course, yeah. you mentioned it, Kalman, he's going to he's gonna play an important role. You know, and it, that that's an interesting, Chase Gasper is an interesting because, you know, Heath really likes him, and um, he, he's, everything is scouting says that he's MLS ready. Yep. So it's interesting because you've got Calvo, mm-hmm. who is making a lot of money. Yep. He's an international. Yep. 
It's hard to imagine he's going to sit on the bench. Right? They can't. They, they can't, can't sit Calvin. He's the captain. Right? He's captain. So it'll be interesting to see how they play Gasper because mm-hmm. I think he's too good to be loaned out, but he's too he's too young to not get minutes. Sure. And Calvin's going to take the minutes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and I and I we're gonna I, I really think we're, you know we're gonna see a lot of different combinations of roster lineups. Anyways, maybe not so much in March, you know, where you have four games in five weeks. But you know, as soon as you start getting into April and May, you, you're and especially into May and June, that's when the season gets busy. You're talking yeah, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. There's you got a lot yeah, of there's a lot of con. I mean, they condense the season by a month. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's. It'll be nice to have that rotation, which is why I think Gasper will hang around. I think Manley might hang around. Mm-hmm. I even think that um, Dotson might hang around. Sure. And it lends to the St. Clair argument. Yeah. And then there's a lot of t- there's a lot of opportunity for rotation. And one more kind of roster question or lineup slash lineup is: Do you would you expect anything other than on March second for the Loons to come out and you know their, their typical four two three one formation? I mean, I think it's going to be four two three one uh, because that's what Heath likes, um, and Heath has always wanted to play that. We finally have the personnel to do that. We do. Yeah. So I think it's going to be. He was playing around with a 4-3-3 in preseason in Arizona. He did it a little bit last season. I mean, it's a it's a nice it's a nice formation, but with the personnel we have now with Ozzy and Jan, I I just think you have to do a 4-2-3-1. And if one of if Ozzy can't play a game, yeah, then you switch to a 4-3-3. It's, it, like you said, they made the signings this offseason to play that yeah. play that formation. Exactly. So that's why I really didn't go through it because I kind of figured we'd all, and we are pretty much all on the same page of right. where, who's going to start. Molino is my big question mark. Yep. Is he going to be healthy enough to play? And if he is, do they put him in? Right. And, it, you know, like we discussed – on on messages this past week, you know, I didn't even realize he re hurt. I didn't either. His it's right got to be. Knee, I think it was. It's got to be minor though. If we're not well, yeah, hearing he about it, participated yesterday. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's got to be relatively minor. It just but, sucks that a guy like him who's been injured the past how many years? I mean, well, I mean, he missed basically all of sixteen, or is it fifteen? Se- yeah, fifteen. Yep, and then uh, basically all well. Essentially, all of eighteen. Yeah, he missed like all those times. Yeah, and then you see another injury come about, and you go, "Will this ever stop?" Right. Or is it going to be he plays, you know, twenty games in a season, he gets injured again, and he's going to be one of those guys who can play like, you know, twenty, thirty, you know, twenty, twenty-five games a season, but he's going to be injured, you know, most of the time, you know. So right. I want to apologize because the uh, chairs in here grind against the cement so bad that you can hear them. That was mostly me, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's funny because, you know, last time when we were at uh, Wicked War, we had dogs barking. Right, yeah. <laughs> and now we've, we've, got, we've got chairs scraping. And, it, and when we go to my, when we're in my garage, we have people doing their lawnmowers and right, pressure yeah. washing. So we never get to a place where we don't have some sort of uh, background. Yeah, and, in fact, the two times that we were at my place... Yeah, we had dogs barking as well. Dogs barking, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's 
fucking nuts. But testament to the place we're at. Yes. It's busy. It is busy, yeah. And it, the weather's not fantastic, but it's not no, bad. it's not bad. So it's good. It's, fan, it's good. Yeah, yeah the, the atmosphere is great, and I think we, we're actually to the point where we yeah. could talk about moving, but uh, I don't think we're going to find Yeah, a, I think a, we're out of luck spot. now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. nothing. We're, we will deal. But there's a yeah. reason we're here, and there's a reason why everybody else is here. That's right. That's right. Yes, and it's the fantastic beer. Yes. They need to put uh, little, those little feelers in the bottom of all these chairs, though. That would be expensive. No, actually, it wouldn't necessarily be expensive, but can you imagine how tedious that would be? Oh, well, yeah, it'd be Putting tedious. Putting the little felt bottom yeah. on every single chair. That- That's what you got employees for, though. All right. Uh should let's, we, uh, let's, I mean, continue with the predictions here? Let's yeah. continue with predictions. And let's we, go. We want to get the winners of the conference, playoff teams, uh, and then specific to let's go, MNUFC. Let's go to winners of the conferences and kind of like what you think is going to happen because I have predictions for that. Okay. Do you want to start and, uh, us off? Or do you I'll want start to? us off because okay. I got the Western. I'll start with the, we'll start with the Western Conference. Okay. And uh, go in there and we'll go to the Eastern Conference. And I just wanted. I think we should just do who we think is going to win each conference first. Okay. I mean, that's that's that. I mean, if, yeah. If you, we we want to rattle I mean, I off did, the playoff teams I did the real top quick and the yeah. worst. Okay. Oh, okay. I think we want to do. Let's just do the best. Let's do who's going to win each conference. All right. Okay. And then after that, let's go into where we think the where we think United are going to fit into that. Yeah. The Western Conference. So I'm going to go with the West first, and I'm going to go for a dark horse to win the Western Conference, and that is LA Galaxy. Okay. Interesting. And I can just I can just say we'll I will we'll get your reasons here, but I can just say I had them I had the Galaxy penciled in at number four, finishing fourth in the West. Yeah. So why do you think they're going to win? I just think last year they were on the outside looking in. Sure. Uh, I get a feeling that uh, they're going to kind of come up this year and get well, better. Plus and, they have Ibrahimovic. Well, they have Ibrahimovic, and they have uh, well they have Manny. Is uh, Ramirez is with them, right? No, that's LAFC. 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 Sorry, yeah. but they, they have Joe Santos. They have yeah. uh, they signed another one because they have the they have the issue with having four DPS right now. Yeah, I can't I, think of what his name is. My thought uh, was that they were just a little bit away from the playoffs last year. Yeah, this year I think they're going to make a big turn. I think they got. There's a lot of people who are with that team. Sure. Very co- they're very, with Ibrahimovic, they're a very cocky team. They are, yeah. I like cocky teams. Sure. Uh, who'd you guys have for the Western Conference? So I have Sporting to repeat. Really? Hey, yeah. well, that's easy. That's, but we uh, took one that, of their guys. That's actually, yeah, we fleeced Sporting and took Michael Parr. I'll, I'll yeah. let you continue, but I, that's actually who I had winning yeah. the West as well. Right. Yeah. You know, and it, I. Even though we took Opara, they had some significant depth on defense. So yeah. I just don't think that hurt them too much. That was part of my kind of that was part of my reasoning too. Is that yes, we took one of you know their top defenders, but you know part of the reason that Ike Opara became unhappy was because of the players that right. they signed to to you know at least whether I guess at the time they might have been thinking of depth, but they they brought in some good players. Mm-hmm. And also the, my other reason um, was just their strong second half. Yeah. I was actually torn between, for the same reason, a strong second half, I was torn between Sporting KC to win the, the West and actually Seattle. Oh, and that sure. sounds a little crazy considering how bad Seattle started Loves the season it. last year. But look at where they finished. 
and how strong they came on. So and it's hard right. to ever write that team off. Yeah, I mean, I was I was between Sporting and LA FC. Sorry, yeah. uh, but I I think Sporting. Yeah, That's quick hitter. Favorite. I mean, I went Sporting first, LAFC second, Seattle third. Okay. Obviously, the Galaxy four. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised we agreed there. I, did, I thought I was going to be alone in the sporting prediction. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the Eastern East. Conference. Yeah, I'm giving. I'm I'm saying Red Bulls repeat okay. because I don't like Atlanta. <laughs> you know. Hmm. So uh, I, I said Red Bulls as well. Yeah. Uh, because I think Atlanta's got a new manager. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Elmeron. Yep. You know, they still have Martinez. Yes, they replaced Almiron with uh, Pity Martinez, and mm-hmm. Barco will probably get more time. But they lost Garza. Uh, Parkhurst, I believe, is also gone now. They lost a lot of guys. I just, Not to mention their head coach. And a head coach, yeah. With, yeah. The, with Tata leaving, you know, having to get that new chemistry in the midfield, Yeah, I... I don't think they'll win it. I'm I'm not saying they're not going to be number two, but yeah. I think I think Red Bull will be higher. I think they'll finish it. I I actually had Red Bulls finishing third in the East. Oh. So we obviously there's a little now. Granted, you know I I was tempted to stick with my you know we we did in the early into the postseason last year we did our predictions. I picked Atlanta to win. Um, I, I don't want to keep rubbing that in, but and it, it's hard to—it's hard for me to get off Atlanta just because they, in my opinion, yes, there's a couple losses, but I think overall they maybe improved their club with Pity Rodriguez sure. you know, coming from Argentina and River Plate. But I actually ended up picking DC United to win the East. I think that combination—I think that combination wow. of Rooney and Kellen Acosta, who did, who was looking to be transferred or maybe traded or moved right. in that transfer window, that international signing day—that was a complete fiasco. It was a fiasco, but bottom line is he didn't move. He's going to be with yeah. DC United, and I i mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but you talk about strong second halves. So that DC United team with that combination of Rooney and Acosta looked phenomenal going down the stretch. Right. Um, I yeah. know it didn't end the way they wanted to, but that's going to be my pick, DC United in the East. Having Rooney is a big big thing for them. And I, you're right. I, I see them probably being second or third this year. Yeah. Uh, battling Atlanta for that second or third position. Yeah, I, I definitely think they'll be up towards the top. I, yeah. I mean, I guess if I if I had to make a decision, I could see it being Red Bull, Atlanta, DC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Red Bull take the community sh- the supporters' shield. Sorry, supporters. Um, so I think they'll top out the league overall league again. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty good. So where so, do we got Minnesota? Yeah. I... I'm going to say Minnesota is going to be fifth in the West. Okay. I'm with you. And I think that it's going to be a hard-fought fifth place. I think it's going to come down. I, I'm i hoping that it comes down to the last game of the year. Okay. And I'm hoping we're excited for that last game, and we're all three of us are watching it, doing a podcast afterwards, right. and saying, holy shit, United made the playoffs. That's right. where we wanted to be last year. That's where we wanted right. to be last year. And, it, you know, so where do you got him? I, I actually have him penciled in at six. Now, okay. I was going through this last night as well, and I honestly, I, if you told me fifth, sixth, seventh, I, I wouldn't argue with any of those spots. Yeah. But fi- I, I put him in at six, but I was really struggling with that fifth spot as well. So I kind of agree. I don't see them cracking that top four. I really no. don't at this point. I hope 
months from now, maybe we will be talking about that top four spot. But as we sit here, I have him in that fifth, sixth, seventh spot. So I just landed on six. Yeah. So I think, you know, we discussed this earlier about goals allowed. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll drop to around 58. That'd be nice. I, I think it's still going to be, I mean, that's still on the high end, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the West last year. But I think that's, I mean, that's pretty good. You trim 13 goals off your season. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. So I'm going right around in there, 58. Yeah, and, and goals allowed. So that, And I think that's where we're putting them in that slot kind of uh, in the standings. Is, is If you can drop your goals like that and also – so you need to talk about how many more points they need to end up with. So instead right. of sitting at, what, 39 points to end the season, they're going to need to be in that 50 to 55 – you know, right, and it, if they finish fifth, I put them at uh, fifty-five points. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's five yeah. games. That's you know they need to win about five more games, and I don't think that's unrealistic. I'm not going to say they're going to have a winning record on the road, but to think th- they're going to end up with more than one road victory, they're so, they're going to have to pull in, in team. my opinion, four wins on the road this year. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's realistic to expect. So that's why I don't think, and when we talk about a. a a 15-point jump potentially, 10 to 15-point jump. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. Yeah. Now when you're getting three points for a win. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up when I when I was writing down these teams and just trying to figure out maybe where they'd land up, I just I think you know expanding the playoffs helps. So now you have seven slots right. in each yep. league, seven out of the 12 in each league. Uh, I just I it's hard for me to. I think it would be a massive failure not to make the playoffs, not to end in that top seven spot. Mm-hmm. It will be, just looking I at the guarantee teams you, that heads will, will roll if we don't make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, they will. That being at said. At least one. Yeah. 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 If not two or three. Yeah. But what I want to say about my prediction of being fifth is, and like I said, I want to see it come down to the last weekend of the year, the last game of the year. Right. And I want there to be four, five, maybe even six teams fighting for those last three spots. Right. And I want to see United in that mix. And I just want to, I, I want to be excited about that last weekend. I really do. I want to be very excited about that last weekend. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it'd be nice. That's something that you you always want in the sports yeah. season. Yeah. Especially when there's so few games. I mean, it's yeah. harder when it's baseball and, or even hockey but or well, even NBA. And again, like, they don't do the same things that you know that soccer does, where all the games at the same time. Right. Yep. Everybody's fighting. For, most teams are fighting for playoff spots, yeah, exactly. especially this year now with an extra playoff spot. You're going to have even more teams fighting for those playoff yeah. spots. So it's going to be interesting. I agree. Let's go on to let's do a rapid uh, fire. Let's do uh, scoring and assists for the for United. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, my scoring guy. It's going to be Darwin. Really? Okay. We have a difference already. Yeah. And my assist guy, and I was going back and forth. I was thinking uh, Gregus potentially could do some things. I was thinking maybe Darwin could. And and just to, yeah. I, just, be the guy. Yeah. I think. And was last year, was Darwin the goals and assist leader for the, the, the I club? My, I, I think he was. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. with my deal was Angelo Rodriguez being up there with Darwin being back. I, I was thinking they're going to get more chemistry now. There's going to be a lot of more pass. Right. But I'm going to go with the fan favorite, Miguel Ibarra. For assists. For assists. Because I think, my feeling is, he's got all these great new pieces around him. 
Right. And he's so like good at being kind of a complimentary type of player right. that he's going to be able to get those opportunities to get him to guys like Darwin and to Rodriguez and, and, and those type of players. So Now, for the layperson, uh, you, unlike hockey, you can't have multiple assists on a soccer goal. Is that correct? Right. right. You can have... So they score it like a, an assist and a key pass. Yeah. So it's not anyone back behind the initial or that final pass gets a key, key pass. pass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That so I mean, of, that's that still helps good... you make my prediction because I mean, I like I like your take on Abara, but I just I was as I was thinking about, it, I just didn't see Abara being the assist leader. But I could see him creating chances and goals. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just wasn't going to peg him on the assist leader mm-hmm. myself. So who do you have then? I actually had Darwin as the okay. assist leader. Now that's not exactly a hot take. Who do you he have was, for the? He was. I and I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm buying in. I I, I, I got Angelo Rodriguez leading okay. the goals. I like I, I mentioned it last podcast. Callum, Callum Williams brought it up. You know he 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 likes Angelo Rodriguez in that striker role. He's going to have the opportunities. Tony, you brought that up. There's new yeah. pieces. Or he's going to have the opportunities. So, yeah, I put Angelo Rodriguez as our goal scorer, Darwin as the assist leader. You my, know, not exactly a hot take there, but I'm buying in. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. My only concern about that is the fact that Darwin is a great player, and I think sometimes he's going to try to score goals where he could give it up to Angelo. Sure. Yeah. And he's going to make those goals. So I think that, you know, it's kind of a... Yeah, I mean, so I went with Angelo. For goal scoring. Yeah. Um, but I'm only having him at 11 goals. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think we're going to score. We're going to have a guy that's scoring too many goals. Agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree um, with that. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, the, in my opinion, the 4-2-3-1 kind of lends itself to that. Because sure. you have those those three midfielders that are going to be involved in the, in the attack at all times. Yeah. So I, I think... Angelo will get roughly that 11 goals. He'll take the crown for the team. I also think he's going to get like five or six assists. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the assist guy will be uh, will be uh, Darwin. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, here's a quick one then for you. Like uh, last year, I think they had five set piece goals. Is that going to be more or less this year? Oh. I think it was five. I, it sounds ridiculous, I, uh, but. Yeah, I hope it's more. Or, or maybe it was... I could be wrong. Maybe that was corner kick goals. It, it was just a, low, a ridiculously well, low number. Yeah, I think I think it'll be more because we're going to have just more experience in the middle with Opara. Uh, Opara, I think I think he averages two or three a season himself. Yeah. Right, right. So if if he's doing that, they're on probably on set pieces, yeah. more than likely. Um and it, plus, I think you know you're going to get Angelo's hopefully going to meld better. Mm-hmm. I think a few of those goals are going to end up being set pieces. Uh, you know, Gregus is uh, pretty decent at free kicks himself. Yes. So I could maybe see a you know a direct free kick goal here and there. Yeah, I, I think it'll be higher. I'd like to, well, and I'd like to see, I don't know, did Darwin take any uh, corner kicks last year? He took a lot of the corner he kicks. He took a lot yeah. of them? And I don't think he's that great at that. I would like to see but. somebody else take corner kicks and be like the main 
I, the main I can guy. See Gregus did yeah, that. And he does a lot. that, and actually, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he in the in Arizona in preseason, like Greg, yeah. well, actually, the, Gregus and Darwin, like Tony, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, they both they had some long range kind of strikes and earlier. So yeah. I think Gregus was from a set a long range set piece, and he did, you know, it was the last two games ended in scoreless draws, but he they, they had some nice shots on goal. Yeah, from I long agree. Range. So. I, th- I think yeah. I think it's safe to say it'll be higher. I would hope so. Yeah, because some of their set pieces last year, as we've talked about them, podcasts look like shit. Well, and a lot of the corner kicks ended up just being calorie burners. Yeah, by us waving our scarves. <laughs> well, and little they, short pass. I out think it's, it's, it's we talked about possession numbers. It's, it's it's a team last year at least that looked like they they were worrying about maintaining possession, so they went with the short corners yeah. just to try and maintain possession and create a better opportunity. Which is a stupid move. Well, it is, and I mean, if that's the way you want to play the game, fine. I, but I, it, you're not your high quality chances don't come from playing a short corner possession no. game. Right. They, they, they just don't. Uh, so those are our predictions. I think we're going to wrap up this half. Go get some more beers. Uh, this place is it's hopping. It's going to take us a while to get beers. I mean, every table is pretty much full here on a Saturday afternoon and in the middle of February. The bar is full. The too. bar is full. Uh, so we're going to grab some more beers, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some other things. We're going we're to talk a little soccer. We're going to get off the topic of soccer a little bit. We're going to talk about some uh, real-life stuff, Yeah. maybe some uh, CSI type of stuff, and we might even talk about zombies. Maybe. I'd like to, if we have time. I, I so, think we'll have time. All right. So we'll be back in a couple minutes uh, at uh, Invictus Brewing Company. Company, like you didn't know that this place is crazy busy. It is crazy busy. There's people waiting for tables right now, which is nuts. I don't think we've been in a brewery yet where people are waiting for tables. Oh, that, yeah, no, this is by this, far this the most by crowded. Far most, and I think it has to do with the fact they have food here, and, and there's probably. a lot of kids here eating the food and having the shake. I see one young girl with the shake, and I'm going, she's gonna have a sugar crash in oh, about yeah, two yeah. hours, right? Because I looked at that shake last time and I said, uh. Maybe not, that's the goal. Not ha- well, maybe it is. Uh, we, three of us, each got a flight. I went with the uh, beautiful Buzz, the Vic Golden Spike, the uh, most of our favorites, and Master of My Fate, which I'm very interested in. It's a barley wine, but at nine percent, be crazy. Before I give it to you guys, I do want to say none of us got. Blame it on the Blaine, did we? I did. I oh, did got it. I've got Blaine it on the rain fitting because rain. we're up here in Blaine. And I yeah. got it last time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I love that name, though. Yeah. Blame it on the rain. It is. Yeah. Good one. Uh, Stevens? Yeah, so I ended up with the uh, Captain of My Soul. It's the Kolsch. And then I had what you started with, Tony, the Hazy Crazy IPA. Mm-hmm. And then I had, uh, you know, of course, we mentioned Blame It on the Rain. 
and uh, finished up with the Apocalypse Sow, and that's an American strong ale, and I haven't sipped it yet, but that's probably the one I'm most curious about yeah. trying, so we'll see We'll see how that goes. And I did the, uh, the Beautiful Buzz, everything in its right place, yeah. the uh, Golden Spite Mango, mm-hmm. and finally the Avenger. So Nice. I went all pale. Nice. They have a, they do have a lot of uh, pale ales here. They do different styles of pale ales, which is cool. Uh, I would like to thank Invictus Brewing Company again for letting us come out here. They've been great hosts now twice in a row. Um, I I can't believe this place is so busy, but it's Saturday. It's nice out. We've had guys a little just quickly here. We've had some bad weather last I was going to say, when weeks. you describe it yeah. as nice out... Uh, well, it's not snowing. <laughs> okay. A. And it's not below zero. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, Sterling, you didn't have to go to work. You got to work from home most yes. of those days. It's fantastic. Stevens and I had to drive. Well, my, my commute time was doubled each on going there and coming home pretty much every day for like a week. To be fair, I spent the week out in South Dakota. So, oh, so you were in SD? Which, now, it's not like it's tropical there. It was just as cold, if not colder there. We didn't get the snow you guys had, but uh, what they do have is no trees and a lot of wind. So oh, right, it yeah. blows snow all over. Sure, it's sure. just crazy. So What part of South Dakota? I was actually in Watertown, so it's about straight west of here. Um, and it's the east side of the state, right? Yeah, east side of the state. Yeah. Just across the border. It's about, but it's about an hour north of Sioux Falls. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Did you head to the Corn Palace? Is that close enough? Um, you know, we saw Mitchell. It. We just drove right by it. Actually, I, oh. the route we took home, we, I went through Montevideo and Hutchinson, mm. kind of coming along Hutch. seven. There, sure. So yeah, yeah. it's not the most exciting drive, but I've yeah. had worse. I've I've driven there many times. That was like my parents' place to go. Well, the Black Hills were the Black Hills, yeah. So I've driven through South Dakota so many okay. times. So actually, taking the Highway 12 route—that's uh, one way to get there. So I didn't even have to drive through South Dakota. I just dra- drove through Western uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Sure. Once I crossed the border into South Dakota, I was essentially where I needed yeah. to go. So. I did that drive once with my parents when I was a kid, and the most boring drive ever. It's, it's tough. Quickly, that was back in the day of cassette tapes. Right. I had Tim McGraw's first album. I played that album pretty much the whole way there and the whole way back. So, I had um, uh, Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus's oh, tape it's that Ricky I Hart? listened to. Yes. And then also uh, Garth Brooks. Uh, sure, yeah. You know, what was that? No Fences, I believe. No was Fences, the big one yeah, At that yeah. time, yeah. Crazy times. Let's. We're going to talk a little bit more about United just quickly because we found out just recently that the rest of their well, the games down in Orlando are yeah. not on TV and there's no streaming. Right. And Sterling, the reason why is because Orlando didn't want it. And and so just to just to you know bring that up now as we record this, um, like today they're playing at three thirty. Uh, Central time here, yep. but mm-hmm. so on the East Coast in, in Orlando, they're playing New England. But mm-hmm. so even though they're not playing Orlando, it's still because Orlando is the host; they have the rights over right. all of that. Mm-hmm. And it, what you know, we kind of went over this yesterday. Was I had mentioned that uh, somebody had posted on Twitter? I believe it was West Burdine, uh, fifty-five-one, had mentioned that. All our preseasons since 2014 have been streamed. Mm-hmm. And this particular tournament, 
was streamable or on air the last two years that it's yep. been on. So everyone just kind of assumed that it would be watchable. And, and Dave mentioned that he had an alert set for it. Yeah. I was planning on watching it. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. And so they announced it. Well, Callum Williams tweeted about it uh, yesterday, and then they finally announced it, I think it was last night. Well, that's the funny thing. So Callum Williams tweets about it yesterday, saying it's not available. United doesn't come out and say it. No. I don't. Every every indication that I had leading up to this tournament down in Orlando was that they would be. You'd absolutely be able to yeah. watch them on at least from a streaming capacity. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I've looked at this second stretch of preseason. I think of it kind of as NFL's game three of the preseason, where your sure. starters get the most time. Sure, sure, sure. And so this is kind of the these last few games are kind of the ones you want to see. Because you're going to get a pretty good idea of what's going on. So, I tweeted yesterday that, of course, Orlando didn't want anybody to see because the dumpster fire that they are. (laughs) And this is supposed to be the kind of the games you get that picture of what's happening. Uh, And they're like, well, God, we don't want anyone to see that. Yeah. So I think that's why. Yeah, and that, but that's why I brought up the fact that well, the the loons are not playing, you know, Orlando. They're playing New England yeah. in Orlando. Exactly. But, uh, you know, and just got to bring this up. This isn't exact. This is isn't exactly a shocker. But uh, as of eleven minutes ago, uh, Minnesota United FC announced on Twitter that they have officially signed Hassani Dotson and Chase Gaster. Gap, nice. Gasper, sorry. Very nice. Good. Uh, not not a shocker there, mm-hmm. but at least. Uh, yeah, uh, Dotson looks like he could be a, a good, really, really good addition. And mm-hmm. I mean, Heath has had crazy praise for both of those two. So. Yeah. yeah. So, long story short, we won't be able to watch any of these games down in Orlando because Orlando's a dumpster fire. And there's absolutely no even chance that it's going to be tweeted or anything. No, and, and, and just, I'm, I'm, I've got the Minnesota United FC Twitter feed up in front of me just to see anything that I could catch on that on the news yeah. that we're talking about here, and it's funny how they word this. I'm going to quote, today's match versus any revolution will not be streamed, and we will have limited updates. Limited updates. So that's unusual. It's probably going to be, it started, it's halftime, it's done. done. So Here's the, the official Twitter feed can't even post regular yeah. updates, it sounds like. My so now, what was my joke yesterday, Dom? Manny up in the stands yeah, yeah. with a smartphone, just going, just going like this, well, just going Facebook live in it, just going, yeah. hey, hey, here we go. I mean, it'd be better than nothing. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Although the funny thing was, it, it probably happened as Manny be watching the game, and he'd see a hot woman inside, so he'd see the screen go like this and be like, "Oh, sorry, my, my bad." Yeah, all of a sudden the screen slowly grips. No, 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 we can't no. say. I'm sure Manny's a nice family man. He's a married man. Married man. He's got a family. Can't say uh, so, Sterling, you wanted to bring up a little bit about the uh, Madison FC and then Green Bay. Yeah, so obviously we've kind of talked about Madison a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, after the last episode, they kind of got into, the, you know, interacting with us. Yes. And, it, you know, the flock wants to do an interview with us which I think is pretty cool. Um, so it'd be cool to kind of boost the coverage that we give of them, especially since we'll probably have a couple players down there. Sure. 
there isn't a whole lot to talk about yet because USL season isn't starting until April. Uh, but preseason started this week. Uh, they've got some games next week in St. Louis. Um, but the the thing that I kind of wanted to bring up was they, they have a pretty cool story about a signing they had. And, my God, I'm going to completely destroy his name. It's it's Vital uh, Nenze Mana. I believe is how I say it. All right. I have it spelled out phonetically. Uh, it's kind of a cool story. So he, he moved from Tanzania to Atlanta with his with his mom mm-hmm. and his family. And then, you know, the very poor, he, he played in the Georgia United um, Academy. Um, he ended up signing a contract with a team in Mexico, but everything fell through because he couldn't get work permits, I believe, mm-hmm. is what the situation was. Uh, so then he's, he's just trying to work to help his family, support his family. His godmother lived in Wisconsin and said, hey, how about this? How about I pay for you to come to Madison and go to Madison College, which is the Madison Technical College. Nice. And so she'd pay for his tuition. He'd live with her and her husband. And so he came up here and uh, he went to school. He got tired of the rules that they had set for him, so he moved out. <laughs> and this is where he said he like started making tons of bad mistakes. Like he moved in with a friend, then he moved in with a girlfriend. He got kicked out of both places. His brother and him were living in and out of hotels. Wow. There was a stretch um, last year that he was actually living on the street. Wow. Madison had an open tryout. He was playing. He had originally been playing for Madison College, so. Mm-hmm. Once he was done, you know, he got out, but he tried He tried out for Madison, and he, he signed. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. It's one of those kind of feel-good stories. Cinderella story. Yeah, a kid from a kid from Tanzania comes to the U.S. and basically lives on... He's a uh, midfielder? Or, yes. Yeah. He lives on the street. Defensive midfielder. Number Defense. six. Okay. Uh, and so you, you already mentioned that they, I mean, they have a strong goalkeeper in Sylvester. Um, yeah. And so their roster's already taking shape. Obviously, it has to. They're in well into their preseason as well. But. Yeah, so, I mean. And who is the former um, Loons yes. player? So I have that in my notes, too. Connor Tobin. Connor Tobin. Uh, Turbo Tobin. Turbo, yeah. Uh, he played for the Stars in 12 and then yep. Minnesota okay. United in 13. Turbo. Uh, and then he played for North Carolina. And so he, he just signed with them. So that's that's a cool little connection. Yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah. moving forward, I think that uh, when we start the season out, I think we can have a little time. We'll call it maybe the the Flocks Corner or uh, yeah. something like that where we'll talk about uh, that team a little bit, yeah. get into it. And my my feeling is, guys, I think you agree with me, my hope is that somebody down at the Flock or somebody in Madison decides to start their own podcast Exactly. Get, yeah. Get with BGN because they are all about the yep. lower leagues, and we can hopefully get something going down there, and then you know meet up and yeah, and cross, we can talk, cross pods and stuff like that. Yeah, so. we we've mentioned already, I believe, in past episodes that we want to go down there for a game. So yeah, um, yeah, I and I highly recommend that people check out their merchandise mm-hmm. because seriously, this I mean the branding is spot on. It is. You know, it's. 
dare I say it might be better than ours. It's not going that it, far. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm eyeing a t-shirt mm-hmm. that's like pale blue mm-hmm. with their pink if, logo. If you can, nice. like, right, like, across the chest. If you can yeah. get used to wearing pink, I mean, I think it's I, a great looking I logo. think it's fantastic. It yeah. reminds me of, like, Miami Vice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of kits, are we going to get into the uh, the new 2019 United kit at all? Well, let me mention Green Bay. Let's okay. mention Green Bay first. Oh, yeah, let's do that. So, uh, Green Bay Voyagers. So, first off, Madison's in USL 1, mm-hmm. League 1. Green Bay Voyagers is a new team, USL League 2. Okay. They're owned by um, Madison's owner, Big Top Soccer. Mm-hmm. And so... I think it's a, it's kind of a cool relationship because I would imagine, if I understand MLS correctly, that Wisconsin is Minnesota United's quote unquote region. Mm-hmm. So there's always they they kind of have first rights to development out of Wisconsin, and so the fact that it's connected to Madison and Madison's connected to us. So how do, I mean if this if 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 this team the Voyagers founded you know back in. October of last year. I right. Mean, it, did this come about because of Madison? You know, for Madison. FC? You know that I don't know. Is it part um, of the hierarchy of? I the think Loons? it is. I think it's kind of one of those things where the the ownership of Madison realized that it'd be nice to have their own feeder. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's kind of developing that nice little U.S. sports hierarchy that we're so accustomed to in baseball. It's like a rail. Hockey. It's like the Wisconsin uh, railway into uh, Minnesota here. We get some right. players going that way. Yeah. My question is: Do you think Chicago's like pissed off about the fact that we have Wisconsin now, or do they think they care? I, I mean, I think they would because my understanding is that Wisconsin was part of their region. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it sucks to be them. Yeah. Not that they really did anything anyway, but no. Um, you know, we've we've now last episode I talked about we have that academy team that's mm-hmm. in Appleton, um, which is obviously very close to Green Bay. Okay. So I think it, it's a cool little connection. I mean, being a Wisconsinite myself, it's nice to have that little connection to Minnesota. It makes you feel good yeah. about being a Loons fan. So yeah. these two teams, I mean, well, I say these two teams, I mean, Madison and Green Bay, the Voyagers, they'll, they'll probably play each other at some point. Yeah, well, they've the, actually already set up a game. Except for, I think it's like a, I mean, yeah, an exhibition. Yeah. The different leagues, technically. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think it's, uh, we've talked about this before, I think it's cool to have a team like Madison and even Green Bay, lower league teams who are close to where we are, and they're yeah. easy trips for us to go out and take a look. I go back to... Uh, I go back to the Minnesota Twins. Dave and I went down to uh, the Quad Cities back when Joel Mauer was playing. Oh, sure. For yeah. the River Bandits. And it was, I mean, we went down there because, because of Joel, Joel Mauer. Mauer was playing. Shortly after yeah. he was signed. And we went down and saw Joel Mauer play. Because that, that was a low-level A team. Say, was single A, yeah. Single it was a low yeah. single A. And we got to see Joe and his brother Jake play down there for two nights. And we had great seats. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a fun trip. And to see a guy like Joel Mauer, who was going to be a Hall of Famer, probably not anymore, but go from that to where he's at, where he, what he right, became, yeah. it'd be cool to go to a game in like Madison and see a guy, like a defender or somebody who's kind of young and whatever, and then see him up here with United in two years right. and go, I saw that dude play in Madison. He was good back then, now he's gotten to this point. And, and just, 
just like uh, you know when he made the trip to um, what was it? Uh, was it Southern Beloit to catch? Beloit, now, yeah. We, we caught uh, Max Kepler, Max Kepler, you know, yeah. another sure, young, yeah. and we went out there specifically because. I mean, we, we, it just happened to work out, but when we went to that game, we knew we were going to be looking at these players, not all of them, but some of yeah. them were going to be playing for the parent club That's right. You know, in a matter of two, three, four years. Yeah, you know, and I think what's interesting, with the fact that we have that academy in Appleton, mm-hmm. I could really see that academy having a 16-, 17-year-old mm-hmm. play for Green Bay. Sure. Because you've got, it would be logical, it's a big academy, they're minutes from Green Bay mm-hmm. so it would be it'd be pretty crazy to be able to see an academy product go to Green Bay then oh they go to Madison and then all of a sudden they're in that, yeah. I mean that, that'd be cool these types of things are kind of cool yeah. I know it's a, it's a little bit different from the European mm-hmm. uh, you know setup of the academies but mm-hmm. it's, it's very American yeah. sense but it's cool so in closing guys uh, flock members uh, Madison people we're excited about your team. Yeah. We want to get more into it, uh, and we will, and we're, we're trying to plan a trip. We're just working on the dates right yeah. now, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get down there at some point. And, it, and the flock has said they want to be on our podcast. And we'll, well, in fact, Ford Madison said... Ford Madison wanted to. ...about the podcast, and then flock said dibs. So. Dibs. Yeah, I mean, we're well, definitely... We, we'll figure it out. Can we'll we have both on at the same time? I don't know because I think it's I cool mean, that I think it's cool that Ford Madison said they wanted to be on. Well, this and I don't know what that means, right? I mean, what is, what do they mean by that? Well, maybe they'll send some representatives, right? It'd be so, nice. And the I, flock, I mean, the flock, of course, you guys being the uh, supporters of the Madison team, whoever you guys want to put on our podcast, feel free. If you want your whole all your supporters to be on our podcast, you can't all be on. But if you guys want to all show up, yeah, I no, mean, no, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. We could maybe set something. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the more the better. I mean, the, you know, this is that's why they, you know, from a professional club standpoint, that's why the the Loons and Madison have this relationship. Yeah, and I mean, it's the same way, you know, not professionally, but we need to have the same kind of yeah. relationship, and we want to follow those teams yeah. and follow their yeah. players as they come through and up potentially up to the Loons, Before, and even if they don't go to Minnesota. Right. I mean, yeah. we want to see them succeed, right? Before we move on, guys, I want to say to flock members right now, find a brewery in Madison, talk to them, fill it up with flock members, we'll come out and do a podcast with all flock members. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Uh, let's go to some kind of... The jersey. Yeah, the jersey. That's, that's where I was going. It was oh, sorry. The, the jersey thing. Let's move on to that because that was kind of a... Hullabaloo? Well, there's there's two parts to it. I, 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 one part is the jersey coming out, and it's the new jersey. That's the called the drift. Drift, yes. I mean, I think of as soon as I hear the word drift, snow. all I think of is Fast and Furious. I think it's snow. Tokyo Fast drift. and Furious too. Yeah, yeah. One of the I wouldn't call it the worst uh, out of that I, series. I actually maybe. like that. That's but one of my really, favorite. Okay. All right, you're done. Get out. I Get liked out. All, I liked all of those movies, but it definitely wasn't my favorite. Get out now. Uh, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. In, in all, maybe it's Tokyo. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. 
sorry, Dave. I no, no. Distracted you're, you're not, you're, you, you, I am distracted. I'm thinking about Fast and Furious, and I'm trying to think about the loons at the same time in your jersey. And, <laughs> and fortunately for us, um, David, you're wearing. You're actually wearing the he nice wearing jersey. So we can actually, as we're talking about the kit, we can actually look at it and describe mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I'm not going to stand up and model it. So yeah, don't I don't know. Maybe just because I lived in Minnesota too long now. But uh, when I think of drift, I, Fast and Furious was not the first thing I thought of. And Snow. Yes, and that's what they want. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. And, that's and, exactly that. And so I think the drift for people who don't know, I think what and correct me if I'm wrong, David, but the drift they're talking about the the texture. It's yeah. Not a, it's it's not there's, just pure white. Yeah. There's definitely subtle gray something going yeah. across it. And it. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. I, yeah. I opened it up and I looked at it and I was like. All right, that looks like a snowdrift. There's subtle lines yeah. going through, and yeah, there's grays in there a little bit. And, and it's it's darker as you get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get the point. But yeah. let's let's go let's go to the unveiling. After the unveiling, yeah, people the, on Twitter were pissed at the mall, and then this took place last weekend at the Mall of America. Mall of America. I mean, it was incredible, and it, pissed off. I I posted for my own account on Twitter that. I actually saw someone say that they were disrespected by the team for revealing such a terrible kick. Well, that's, and I mean, I didn't even understand what that meant. You can't feel disrespected about a jersey. I'm it's, sorry. It's one of those yeah. things where I would read that and just, I just kind of skip right past it because it doesn't really mean right, anything. It's, I mean, it's so people, irrational. People get too offended too easily. And uh, but to, how how could they be? And he's talking from a, or he or she was talking from a personal level. Right. So he, liter- he or she literally thinks that the Minnesota United Football Club is disrespecting him yes. or her personally? Yeah. 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 And, I mean, it was just like, really, it's a jersey. It just is. get over it. I yeah. mean, if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't I, wear it. I mean, it's not a favorite. Oh, I want to say this. Um, and, David, you described the jersey as basic, you know, fairly clean, white jersey, which I like personally. I mean, I, my favorite jer- soccer jersey, and I don't own a lot of jerseys. I don't like wearing jerseys personally, but my favorite jersey is a U.S. soccer jersey, I think, from 2010. And it's just basically a clean white jersey the with collar? a kind of a, a, a no, no collar. Oh, has a very uh, a, a subtle stripe yeah. but it's all it's all white and I so I like clean white jerseys. I have to admit looking at it, looking at your jersey, I'm I don't think I'm a huge fan of the drift texture to be honest with you. I think yeah. it's throwing me off. I what I do like, I, I'm not gonna be all negative, what I do like is the uh, the light blue highlights yeah. around the collar and the and the sleeves. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the and I, I like the white MLS patch. The sleeves are great. Yeah. I like the, and then the, the shoulders too with the little the yeah. mesh type of thing. I like the shoulder thing. Now, what was interesting is it's so meshy that I'm not sure you can wear it without an undershirt. Dead serious. Really? The back is basically secret. Oh. It's weird. So, but um, overall, I, I was a little disappointed with the cut. As I brought up, I got an extra large because they're usually fitted. This wasn't really that fitted. A little blousey. Yeah, and then on top of that, it, it kind of... Kind of con or not concave. It, yeah, it, it rounds up. And actually, Tony, you said it. You said blousey, and, and 
the the reason that I bring this up is like I like me I do not wear shirts tucked in I do not like wearing yeah, tucked in like shirts it. ever yeah. so espe- and, and especially I'm not one of those guys that tucks in a jersey only douchebags we'll, yeah we'll no, no, stay no, away no, from no, that no. but anyway so oh, yeah, guys. that being said I'm not yeah. going to tuck in my jersey no. um, and what I, I I'm not a big fan of is when you were standing up earlier is it, it's not it's not a flat right yeah it's it's kind of curved it, yep. it's you know it's longer in the front and back than it is on the sides and I think that kind of gives it an odd yeah look. it feels like a baseball jersey and that's you, what I was saying before is yeah. that I have a and you, I have an old uh, Burt Blylevin jersey but, but twins jersey and that's what it, it looks like it's, yeah. it's blousy but that's that's baseball and that, but that's the problem you wouldn't notice it from the players on the pitch but you'll notice right. it as a fan wearing that jersey yeah. untucked yeah. I think it looks well really and it, most of the players in the pitch are are fit to the point where they're probably not even wearing size large. Are you saying we're not fit? I will be the first to admit I'm, I'm not, not fit. fit. I'm not fit. But, so, I mean, even it, I would imagine as the size goes up, the length gets even longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, overall, I'm kind of a medium-large type of guy. Sure. But when it comes to athletic fit, I have to go bigger, so mm-hmm. it is it's, it is kind of blousy. So, yeah. so maybe if I get one, I'll get a medium, so it'll be super tight. Right, it's but it won't be. But it won't be as long. The plus will be it won't be as long. It'll be like midriff. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, years ago, I I really wanted um, a Didier Drogba Ivory Coast jersey. So because it was the year, it was the twenty. I want to say it was 2012 World Cup, where um, Puma put out some really cool, yeah. cool jerseys, and I was like, "That's a pretty sweet shirt." So I went and ordered it. Yeah. So Puma apparently thinks that athletes are extremely trained. Oh yeah. So I mean, it literally looks like I'm wearing Saran wrap. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I know and it, I'd never saying. wear it. Yeah. It's yeah. a fantastic shirt. But I, I don't have a lot of experience with uh, Puma jerseys, but I do own a, uh, a Puma Ireland national team rugby, rugby jersey. And it's a large, but I'm, I'm not the biggest guy, but that thing fits me yeah. extremely tight yeah, and that's, for Puma. And I said this before the podcast. I have an Italian uh, national jersey from two World Cups ago. Yeah. And I bought that as a large, and that thing is like... I can only win in the summer when I lose a little weight in the belly because that thing is, like, skin tight on Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. A, it's incredible. Needless to say, this shirt doesn't do that. Yeah. No. And I, I'm thinking that the average person could probably get away with a large. Yeah. Uh, they probably wouldn't need an extra large. So but, let's, yeah. let's go to the controversy with jerseys, though, a little bit. Yeah. So it was FC Cincinnati. Cincinnati came out with their jersey and the deal was and it's going to be a little complicated and I'll, you can help me out a little bit but they had an authentic jersey but it wasn't ready right so they were selling the replica replica jersey for cheaper and the players were going to be wearing, wearing replica jerseys yeah and then it came out that back when united started the exact same situation happened but they were selling the jerseys for $35 more at the authentic at yeah. the authentic price. And it what it turned out after significant far more research than necessary. Yeah, it was crazy on Twitter. Um I I looked at my I looked at my 2017 home shirt. Mm-hmm. And somebody else 
on, on Twitter. Uh, Mark is his name. I interact with him quite a bit. He interacts with the the podcast, so reasonable amount as well. Uh, he posted the explanation from Adidas as to what's authentic for mm-hmm. 2017. Sure. And so I pulled out my 2017 home shirt that is also far too small for me to wear. <laughs> and it, I was like, well, this doesn't make sense because it, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit right with yeah. their explanation. So we kind of came to the conclusion that it's kind of like a hybrid. Okay. It's not quite replica, but it's not quite authentic. Okay. Well, the quality's really poor. Mm-hmm. And it, so it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, you just charged us. So they're listed at 119 but at the unveiling, they were 135 Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, you, you, you talk about a price point, and there's certainly arguments to be made there. It's what you're paying for, what you're getting. But, I mean, when you use words like authentic and replica, I mean, bottom line, in my opinion, is if you're wearing the jersey that the players are wearing... Isn't wouldn't that be considered authentic? Is because that's what you said, right? I mean, the players were wearing yeah. the same jerseys I, I that agree. you're wearing. But if Adidas has standards mm-hmm. right. that literally say authentic, yeah, then they've well, changed the definition of authentic. Right, but what are you buying when you're buying an authentic jersey? You're buying what ideally, or how I think about it, is you are buying the jersey that the players are wearing. Yeah, that's right. But But then you shouldn't pay the authentic price. Exactly right. That's the deal. And my whole thing uh, when I when I was going back and forth with you guys was that just maybe United maybe United never thought that it would sort of ever come about again. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe the same thing happened with them that happened with FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati said, well, we talked to Adidas, we're going to sell it for the replica price. Right. And United thought, well, this is never going to happen, so let's go. And it, I think that's what a, a few people, at least, on mm-hmm. Twitter thought, was like, like I, I mean, oh, you just tried to pull a fast one, mm-hmm. and now FCC kind of... Screwed it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's pretty subtle in my opinion. Like when you go into the NFL world and you look at an authentic jersey versus a replica jersey, really the biggest differences are kind of like the stitched the stitched right, numbers, yeah. the stitched yeah, letters right. versus, you know, like the, the heat treated mm-hmm. press right. on. But that's not what yeah. we're talking about and here. And what's interesting with soccer is the pressed on yeah. is actually the authentic. Right. It's opposite. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, like, for instance, one of the best ways to tell an authentic from a replica for soccer is the Adidas logo mm-hmm. is stitched on a replica, and it's just heat transfer mm-hmm. on an authentic. That's unusual. So, yeah. I mean, so in closing, there were some big kind of yeah. things with the jerseys. And, it, and the, you know, there is a guy that came out on a, on Twitter that he mentioned he had done some designing. Um, for FC Cincinnati, uh, Dayton Dynamo. He's worked with Adidas and Nike. And he put this long Twitter thread out about, you know, what what it meant to be an authentic and how long it took and the sheer volume of creating these things. And it basically came out to reality is this takes almost two years sure. to create a design from conception to manufacture. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's pretty incredible to think that. And it, in the end, I guess it, it makes sense. I mean, from a, a guy like myself who, who does IP law and works in contracts, 
you know, you think, okay, you come up with a design. Okay, how many hundreds of of jerseys from other manufacturers are out there? Oh yeah. You're gonna have to comb through all of those to make sure your design doesn't infringe on their design. Then you gotta tweak it, and you gotta do something else. And oh, you might find another one later on. So I can see how those timelines kind of happen. Yeah. But those timelines impacted what Minnesota put out in 2017, because mm-hmm. obviously they were officially announced in August of 2016. Yeah. It impacted Cincinnati because they were officially announced in May of. 18, yep. and now there's certain 19. That's right. So it's it's just interesting to see these things. And it's this, a lot of hullabaloo, really. What was his Twitter handle again so people can read that? Yeah, it's wrong, so, it's side, of the pond. wrong side of pond. Got on it. one word. So head out there, guys. Read that uh, Twitter feed and uh, take and a look. And it was from the 11th of February. Yeah. Take a look at how long it takes to make a jersey. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We all think jerseys are just like... And snap and it's done. But, yeah, and, that, uh, and yeah, I think David summed it up pretty good. But it's not just—it's not like Heath and Manny are sitting in a room saying, "What do we want our jersey to look like?" You no. know, right? It, it, it's not that simple. And you don't—the team doesn't have the ultimate say in bottom line. That they don't have the ultimate say in what their jersey is going right, to look it's, like. It's, I think it comes it's down to subtleties. Maybe they had input on the, the, the on the trim, the blue, the color. Like that nice blue going through the patch, the MS and UFC patch is nice. Right. But I think it's a little more subtle. We love it. Yeah. So can't all, we can't all have like the Portland jersey, no. which you know is green and got yeah. the horizontal kind of stripes. That's right. That's right. right. You know. So let's let's get away from soccer for the final bits here, guys, because frankly, I'm excited about the about United. Yeah. Two but, weeks away. Two we weeks all, today. Two yeah, weeks two from weeks today, from today, March second, in Vancouver. But we have some other, we have some other interesting things going on that I wanted to bring up. First of all, if you, most people here listening are from Minneapolis. Yeah. So a little background: there was a cold case from 1993, where a prostitute was killed in her apartment. She was stabbed multiple times. Never found the murderer. Okay. Now we're at 2019. We have DNA testing. Somehow they brought this case back up. They went on to Ancestry.com or 23andMe or whatever. Right. Found DNA to match DNA from her apartment. Said, oh, we got our guy. And then, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Then, to make sure it was the guy, this is what they did. And this is right out of, like, CSI, Miami, or whatever. This is good. They go, they follow this guy, and he lives in Isanti, and he's a very big business guy who owns some farms, he's owns some uh, gas stations. They follow him to a youth hockey game. He wipes his mouth with a napkin, throws it away. The FBI, whoever was calling him, picks that napkin up. Well, and without without knowing the details, and I don't, so how did they know to pick out that napkin out of the trash? Because he wiped his mouth with it, and they were following the guy. Oh, they were following They were following him, yeah. yes. okay, okay. Because they had found his name through genealogy or yeah. whatever. So they get the napkin, they take the DNA, and they're like, oh, that's our guy. So they arrest the guy for this murder from 1993. Right. Then he says, of course, the obligatory... I didn't live in Minneapolis. I don't know who you're talking about. When they found out that he lived in that area for two years around the same time. Which comes to my point of, in 2019, if you committed a crime that you don't want to get caught about, I don't care what it was. Right. 
don't put your DNA up on oh, Ancestry.com yeah, yeah. or 23andMe because those things can get used against you. Well, that yeah. or don't have a hot dog at a hockey game. I mean, well, exactly. Well, but he probably didn't realize. Okay. You know? Well, you know. I mean, think, guys, think about it, where we're at now. I mean, think about it. This is a big story. Yeah. I mean, this is happening all over the country now and all over the world where people are giving their DNA up to see what their ancestors are. Right. And that can be used against you in something like this. Yeah, it's an interesting case. I mean, I, I don't... So, I mean, are you saying we should take... I mean, we're all having flights here. Should we take our flights to the bathroom and wash off our glasses just in case 20 years from now we do something stupid? Or? Have you committed a crime? Well, I, I mean... I haven't. Yeah. But I, I, I think the, the point is... One, don't commit the crime at all. Well, yeah, exactly. But two, if you're going to... Well, yeah. Don't submit your DNA to... 23andMe. Exactly. Or Ancestry.com. I mean, we, we talk about cameras being everywhere. Yeah. And we say, a lot of times, people, you commit a crime, it's funny, you go on these websites like LiveLeak or YouTube, and you'll see the video cameras of people committing crimes, and they're going, are you a flipping idiot? Did you not know there was a camera there? Right. But now we're talking about DNA, and we're talking about, you leave any kind of DNA anywhere, and you've done Ancestry and Me or wherever, or you have a criminal record... You're you're screwed. Yeah, and yeah, you know it, I didn't I didn't even I, I had no idea of this story be, before you brought it up today. And I mean, I'm but I'm yeah. just just looking at the headlines. It's just unbelievable. It's, it, it's very yeah. interesting story, guys. And it, you know, I mean, it brings up interesting privacy concerns, right? It does. And, and it, to me, I saw I saw something completely unrelated, but about the same DNA collection. Mm. Yeah. And it, a lot of people were. Complaining about well, that's invasion of privacy. You know, the government shouldn't be able to access that data, and it's like you're submitting your DNA to a private company. I mean, you might- first, if you don't want your DNA shared to whoever, don't submit your DNA to a private company. Right? A private company. Yeah. I mean, I know. Like, you might as well submit your DNA to the government while you're right. doing that at the same time. I mean, it's not like it's not like you're doing a DNA test through your physician where you're protected by HIPAA laws or anything like anything like that. You're literally just going to some random company and saying, "I'm going to pay you 150 bucks." But that upside, I mean, to test my DNA. You, you know, I might be able. To, if I did that, though, I mean, the upside's too great to kind of resist. Sometimes, like if I can find out that I'm 79 percent. You know, Northern European. I mean, well, that'd sure. be awesome. To know. And I mean, I I want to do it personally. I haven't yet, but I also am not concerned about me committing a crime that well, my DNA just, is going to be. I'm not at concerned issue. about a crime. I'm concerned about illegitimate children. I'm just kidding. I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> Hopefully, my wife doesn't listen to this. My father-in-law. Yeah. Will. I'm, Tom, um, I don't mean that. I'm just a joke. Yeah, that's Kelly's going to find out. It's something. a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> um, but the big thing, like I said, guys, the big thing about the story is. Think about the world we live in. I mean, we're not... We can't go anywhere anymore with any type of uh, privacy. Yeah. Really, you're laying down DNA or something wherever you go. Oh, yeah. Or you're on camera wherever you go. I mean, there's DNA all over these glasses. Of course there is. Of course. And there's cameras everywhere. But this story, like, magnified... Everything I thought about, like fighting crime in right, this day yeah. and age. I mean, like, a napkin at a—that's something you see on TV or a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't see it. Like, no. And and when I read that, I was like, 
that's that's pretty cool. Like, I'm not a big fan of those shows or anything. Yeah. But I, I was like, they followed the dude to a youth hockey game. Yeah. And took his DNA from a napkin. I want to. So, I want to do. That. There's a bit more of a backstory. Obviously, if they wouldn't, they wouldn't have been following this guy if, if they they weren't onto him. Kind of. They well, were probably just looking for the evidence, the final piece. If they didn't yeah. know that, if he hadn't put his DNA up on the web, they wouldn't have known it was him anyways. Right. There's no way they would have. You know, yeah. this wouldn't have been a cold. This still be a cold case. But this, I mean, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I want to bring up uh, a sign you guys before this, and that's before we uh, sign off here. I want to bring this up. Was I saw on the Chive.com, which I'm a big uh, Chive guy. If there's any people who listen to this podcast who are Chive people, Chive on to you because I'm a big Chive guy. They had from career, CareerBuilder.com the uh, cities that are most prepared for a zombie apocalypse. Okay, and number ten. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Are we talking about fast zombies or slow zombies? It doesn't say what kind of zombies. Yeah, they I are mean, now. is it? Yeah, I mean, if they're fast. Yeah. Right. Well, here's what they here's what they base it on. Okay. There's four different categories: the ability to defend against the virus, the ability to contain the virus, the ability to find a cure for the virus, and the ability to last the epidemic with an ample food supply. And Minneapolis came in with some pretty good store defensive scores. They were very high because we fresh, do have fresh water. Um, yeah, we've, we've got everything. Well, think about defense. So we've got we've got uh, uh, Fort Ripley up right at ninety four here. Yeah, yeah. We got the air bases over here. Yeah. We got Duluth air base up here. Yep. We got some pretty good air base. Uh, containment score. We're not a very like together city. I mean, we're pretty spread out. Sure. Downtown isn't crazy cramped. Uh, cure score. We do have uh, some good hospitals. Yeah. We do have the Mayo. I don't know if they counted the Mayo Clinic in that, but I bet they did down the road. Yeah. And food score. I mean, that was our lowest score, but we do have pretty good food sources around. So, but I thought yeah. it was interesting that they they picked Minneapolis as number ten, and I feel pretty safe now. Who who is number nine? Number nine was Hartford, Connecticut. Go through the list. I'd be interested. Well, at well, least go through the Ten was Minneapolis. Nine was Hartford. Eight was Virginia Beach, Virginia. Their defense score is huge because... Wow, yeah. Yeah. And their food score was very low. I bet. Uh, then we got Denver, Colorado, whose containment score is huge because they're right by the mountains, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we got Seattle, Washington, whose containment score, again, mountains there. Well, yeah, you got mountains and, and water. water. Yeah. Uh, San Diego was number five, which had a great defense score because they have the uh, um, Marine Air the Base, Naval, Naval Cat, yeah. the Naval Place, right the home there. of the Seals, yeah. and Coronado. Yeah. Then we have Baltimore again near Washington D.C. Lots yeah. of more on there, and a cure score, a huge cure score because in Baltimore, what we got uh, John Johns Hopkins, Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Number three, we've got Salt Lake City. Containment score, again, huge because mountains. Yeah, yeah. Two, Kansas City, Missouri. Defense score, 23.38. See, they seem a little landlocked. I, I, I don't get that. But I have a feeling there's a lot of bases around KC. They must be, yeah. Containment score is huge. And number one, Boston, Massachusetts. Their cure score is number one at 20 out of 20. Which tells me, well, what's in what's in Boston? What's uh? Well, I mean, you've got 
BU, you've got BC, you've yeah. got... Lots of things up there. I, I think there's even maybe a Sinai. Yeah. Defense Corps was big because they're on the ocean. Yeah. Uh, food score wasn't that great. So, I mean, it's, it's great to... I mean, it's it's interesting that you bring this up, but, I mean, yeah. realistically, I mean, how like over the last hundred years, I mean, how many zombie attacks have there been? No, I mean, I, mean, no, I was just going to say, you just started that statement with realistically, and we're talking about zombies. But it's, this doesn't happen a lot, right? Zombie attacks? It's not something that happens either. I it happens I'm, ever. I'm not sure. Yeah. Has it happened in our lifetime? I'm I don't not sure there's so. any confirmed. most of the zombie attacks on Florida that for a while there were because of drugs. I don't think... Oh, maybe back in... Was there one back in 2002, was it? What was that? Oh, I think Oklahoma. I'd have to look it up off the top of my head. I'm not sure. But bottom line is it doesn't come up often. Yeah. It doesn't No, happen. of course. R- rarely at best. Yeah, it's not. I mean, this is this is fun. This is just fun, like, banter here. I mean, that's, that's great. We're number 10. I mean, zombies don't want to come down my street. Yeah. That's all I know. Well, my, my fact about Minneapolis is I, I think that they wouldn't want to come in the cold. But does that, if... Does that impact zombies? I don't though? think so. Snow on the ice, though. The walking style that they have, the, the limping. That's what we're talking about, fast and slow. You can't be a fast zombie on ice. But right. even slow zombies, yeah. the limping, that's not good for ice. Oh, that's, that's true, ice because they're kind snow. of leaning forward. They're just yeah. going to fall over. Think of all the snowbanks we have right now. How are they getting through those? Yeah. They're not going to get into my driveway. They're not, they're not going that way. No. And your driveway, yeah, your driveway is like a 45-degree angle. They're not yeah. getting up your driveway. You're fine. Yeah, they'll just, well, now it's clear. But yeah. Steve, I think you're in trouble. Your driveway's pretty flat, so I think you're in trouble. Yeah. It's not flat enough. Yeah. Well, but you've only got one door in your That's house. That's true. Yes. You have to go upstairs, too. I yeah. do, yeah. So I'm, and you've only I got one, really one door to your house. And I sleep on the third level, so yeah, I'm right. really yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah. A baby gate. You could just get a baby gate and put yeah. it up. Yeah. But, I mean, I think about it and I go, if a zombie ever attacked, like, what's that uh, Simon Pegg movie? Oh, oh, I just Shaun of the that. Dead. Yeah. I just I watched that like three weeks ago. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd go it's a good to I go to a microbrewery and just hang out there for a while. The Winchester. The Winchester. I go to the Winchester. And wait till out. all blows over. Yeah, wait till all blows over. That's what I would do. Yes. Go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, that, that's that. Yeah. yeah. My brother always says, and he'll never lose podcast. Well, oh, I got plenty of guns at my house. You come to my house. I'm like, I'm not leaving my house, dude. I mean, that's no. The worst thing you can do in a zombie apocalypse is to leave, leave your a defensive house, area. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the funny thing is that there's zombie apocalypse. The three of us will probably still be tweeting about the about United. Like, what's how's going to affect the season? Honestly, right. Yes. Yes. I might, I might think about leaving if, if if this ever happened because I mean I'm my little I live in a townhouse development. I think it's too yeah. con, it's too concentrated. Yeah, right. It's way too right. dense. The yeah. population is too dense. That's a good point. Be, it would spread well, quickly. Yes. We can meet over at Omni. Omni's an industrial area. It's true. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. Victus would be a little too far for us. It might be. Um, need probably be the best. Or Blue Wolf. A lot of glass. A lot of glass there. A lot of glass. A lot of glass. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, we're in the top ten, so we can survive a zombie pocket. Sure. Yeah. So we're good to go. We have to worry about it. I hope nobody on this podcast is worrying. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think... For some reason, I would think the South would be more likely to have a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you're right. right. Warmer down there. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. They don't have snow and ice. Yeah. Really. Well, Um, so... We're uh, obviously planning a trip. 
We are planning a trip, and I want to get into that too uh, before we go. Uh, I know Sterling, you put up some, you put up one uh, kind of uh, clue, a little photograph. A yeah. Clue. Um, I'm going to say a clue right now, and the only people who understand this clue are Johnny, Nelzy, Stevens. Understand it. And I don't even understand. You don't understand. It. And Bouchard would understand it too if he's listens. I don't know if Bouchard listens. I'm sure he does. But. So, back when we graduated from high school, five of us decided that we wanted to go on a little trip. There was a kind of dissension in the ranks of where we wanted to go. Uh, three, of, three of the people decided they wanted to go to, uh, I'm not going to say where it was, but a tubing spot close to here, and drink and go tubing. And two of us, myself and John Juski, decided we wanted to go to... Uh, uh, another another city. So uh, Johnny and I decided to go to another city. But I told my parents I was going to one city, and then I ended up in another city. Never. Again. And uh, Johnny and I went to that city. We had a great time. Uh, we saw a little hint. We saw a baseball game in that city. So there's a baseball team there. Baseball team there. Yeah. Saw a baseball game in that city. Uh, we had a great time, and just the two of us. His car uh, overheated. His Ford Taurus. So now there's another hint. It was drivable distance. It was drivable distance, it was. And we didn't quite make it there. You guys went somewhere closer to Minneapolis and uh, all got uh, underage drinking tickets. <laughs> yes. And why was that, by the way? Well, basically, well, I, I'm not going to, this won't ruin the story or ruin the location hint at all, but we basically got to where we were going and we were camping. Yeah, we, we decided did. to camp. Yeah. We didn't want to spend the money for a hotel or whatever the yeah. reason. Maybe we still thought we might make it to this city in question. Um, you know, and, and we just—you guys—you guys are, you know, you, you drove the whole way. It's a long it's, drive it's long without drive. giving anything away. But we decided to camp, yeah. and uh, basically, we got underage drinking tickets. That we, that's what yeah. you asked me because we stayed up all night drinking, and then started vomiting loudly <laughs> outside of our tents. And apparently that caught the attention of other campers who then called the uh, state police. Like only 17, 18-year-olds can do. Here's what I don't understand about that. And I don't think this would happen nowadays. Like, the the state police came in yeah. as we are vomiting. At least two of us were vomiting. Yes. And uh, they told us to leave. Oh, what? And clear heads should prevail. I think it was me who said, now, wait a minute, wait, officer. Wait, you want us to leave? How about we sleep this off a little bit? Yeah. And then they said, okay, fine. Yeah. You have to leave. At, like This was at 3 in the morning. They're like, yeah. you have to leave by 5.30 in the morning. Even Jeez. that? Yes, yeah, probably. That's, that's a terrible thing. That, and I think that went through my head. Like, what, are they standing outside the gates waiting for us to leave and arrest us for a DWI at the yeah. same time? But I mean, this is pretty much giving a hint away to where this happened. Yeah, Because be. I can only think of one state yeah. that it's state police would say... You're drunk, get into your car and go home. Right. North Dakota. It doesn't right, make yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it was, uh, you guys had a, you guys had a good time, except for the tickets. Johnny and I had a great time. It was the first time I've ever been uh, to a, another city outside of Minneapolis without my parents. Okay. So Johnny and I were very, like, in awe of where we were at. Right. It was, 
it was crazy. It was nuts. Knowing was, where you were at, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And, and it was the and, first time I've ever ever gotten an underage drinking ticket, so <laughs> it was kind of exciting for me at the same time. There were a lot of firsts that weekend, yeah. and I do remember. I remember driving back home, and Johnny and I both had uh, sunburns on our legs because the second baseball game we went to, we sat out in the bleachers. Okay. And we got we were in shorts and got sunburned on our legs because yeah. we were stupid. And we got home and we started talking to the, all these guys about what happened and uh, the stories of the puking and the whatever. And we all laugh about it now. Yeah. But that was a big. I mean, it was, it was a big. A big deal. It was, was a big, big deal at the time. In fact, and yeah. one of the things that sticks out to me most about that story is is the fact that yeah, like I yeah, I was complaining about the fact that they kicked us out. We were obviously all. All had been drinking. Oh, yeah. Like, leave, get out of here, get in your cars and get out of here. We don't want you here. Fine. Yeah. But it was so early in the morning, yeah. and we had to. We were planning on staying two nights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we had to go back home, and this was over the summer of our, I think, freshman year of college. We were, we were all staying at our parents' house. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, all yeah. staying at home. Yeah. So, how do we explain showing back up at six in the morning? Well, we didn't. We went to. Mystic Lake Casino oh, went to course. Mall of America just to walk around we had no money we had no yeah, money uh, but we had to go somewhere to yeah, burn time yeah, so uh, we could uh, then go back home at a reasonable uh, hour you know well, was, I, I, I recall I mean you guys had no money Johnny and I had no money I recall going to the city and going A. how are we going to pay for gas to get there B. how are we going to eat and C. how are we going to pay for tickets to go to two games so, for avoid trying to avoid giving them more hints away, yeah, I have a guess. It's San Diego. So, we went to us. We went to a Saturday game and a Sunday. Game. Okay. So we had Saturday night, which they had fireworks, which is cool. Then we went to the Sunday day game, which was nationally televised. It was on Fox, Fox uh, okay. Channel Nine here. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was my biggest concern was. Who's paying for gas? Which we split. What kind of? Where are we gonna eat food? Right. I think we ate fast food in Denny's. That's about it. And then the tickets to the game. I mean, this is before StubHub. Right. This is before like online. You had to go to the ticket office and buy a seat for the actual price. So that's why the first game we actually we sat in okay seats, and the second game we sat out in the bleachers because this was the cheapest seats we could possibly get. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, so that's our hint okay. where we're going. So it's a city. It's a city. Uh, within driving distance. Uh, driving distance. Now, you can classify driving distance as many things. Three hours, well, eight hours, hey, And especially hours. living in Minnesota, we're kind of centrally located. You yeah. could drive yeah. to Colorado, you yeah. could drive to I was going to say, if south. I can drive within a day, I'll drive it. Yeah. So right. that could be pretty so, much... You've got, right. a, anyway. you got a large radius. Yeah, yeah a large radius. So... With that said, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to talk about. No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Good beer. Good, Good beer. beer. I want to thank, again, Invictus Brewing Company. You guys are great. Thanks for having us out again. The place is packed still. People There's, are coming in looking to see if there's any seats. They can't find seats. They're leaving. Other people are coming in eating. There's money being spent. It's nuts around here. Buy us, too. Yeah, we spent some money. We're, we're taking up seats, but we're, we're spending, we're spending money. money. The beer's gone. It's time to move on. That's right. So for myself, Tony Pervenanzi, for uh, Dave Sterling and Dave Stevens, it's been Lucy Podcast, and we'll uh, see you guys or talk to you guys in two weeks.
All right, see ya. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.